grace and mercy and peace to you. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of our God that we consider together this morning is today's second Bible reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Do you need anything for Christmas? Perhaps someone has asked or will ask you that in these next weeks. There are some gifts that truly meet a need. If the kids or the grandkids have outgrown their shoes or winter coat, you certainly don't want them to do without those things. Many gifts, though, like a game or an electronic device, really are more a want than a need. Not that there's anything wrong with those kinds of gifts, as long as we don't neglect the gifts that we truly do need. And what are the gifts that you and I simply cannot live without? Those are the gifts that come only from the one who came to save. Today, we are blessed to open some of these gifts as we consider this part of God's word together. It begins, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. These, of course, are familiar words. We hear them often, but they say so much. The word grace is a Bible word that means a gift, something completely undeserved, given freely of God's love and favor. God favored you in eternity. It's amazing just to try to even think about that. That God chose you in Christ before the creation of the world to be his own dear child. God's grace caused him to send his son to redeem us and to save us from sin. God's grace led him to send his Holy Spirit to personally work faith in your heart and make you his own dear child. In all of this, you and I did none of the work. God did everything. It's entirely his gift. Grace to you, which results in peace. Peace is a state of well-being that exists between us and God. Only God can establish that peace because our sins are not peaceful actions. Our sins hurt the well-being of others. With each sin, we rebel against God and say, God, I will not do this your way. And God could and should send his judgment upon us for our sins. But instead, God does the unexpected. In today's first Bible reading from Isaiah chapter 64, we hear these words, Lord, you did awesome things that we did not expect. For example, when Adam and Eve sinned, God did the unexpected. Instead of bringing them judgment as they deserved right then and there, God drew near in mercy, called them to his side, and promised them a savior, the offspring of the woman who would crush the devil's power. 
Instead of judging and condemning us for our sins, God condemned someone else. In today's gospel reading, we see that unexpected sight of the Son of God riding a donkey. And who would ever expect sinless Jesus to be going towards torture and death on a cross to pay for our sins? As Jesus' lifeless body lay in a grave, his heavenly Father did the unexpected and raised him to life and risen from death Jesus appeared to his disciples who were afraid and ashamed of what they had done. And he spoke to them unexpected words. Peace be with you. The Lord Jesus gives this same gift. This gift of forgiveness, full and free, unearned and so undeserved to us also. Grace and peace to you. Notice another gift in the phrase, from God our Father. The almighty God of the universe cares for us like a father. And not just any father. He is our Father. He gives the gift of a close personal relationship with him as he makes us his own dear children. And this is a gift that we get to share with others. Which brings us to the next gift, the gift of our fellow believers. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said to the believers in Corinth. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Why was the Apostle Paul so thankful for them? Was it because they were exceptional believers who always displayed a strong faith? The letter to Corinth shows us that they were spiritually weak and flawed people who did not always resist temptation and who struggled to love and serve others. They sound like real people, don't they? People like you and me. So why was the Apostle Paul so thankful for them? He was thankful for what God's grace had done for them and in them. God had washed them clean of sin. God had rescued them from Satan's grasp. God had equipped them to serve their Lord and others. And the Apostle Paul saw them in Christ, and he exclaimed, For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Paul remembered when he had first gone to Corinth and he had shared the message of God's saving love in Christ with them. And he remembered how a miracle happened. They repented of their sins, put their trust in Jesus Christ. And in Christ, they were made rich with the only riches that matter. God's gifts of grace and peace and life to the full. And they had the knowledge of God's saving love and truth, which gave them words to share and to encourage others. Paul saw in them a great gift of God, for which he was most thankful. What do you think 
God would want us to learn from that. He teaches us to remember and appreciate and to value our fellow believers. Whenever you see them here at church, see them in Christ, made rich with the only riches that matter. See them as the only people in this world who can make a positive spiritual influence on you. Value them in Christ. And so when you see your fellow believers here, give thanks to God that he created faith in them. Give thanks to God that he kept them in faith since the last time you saw them. And don't be afraid to tell them, I always thank my God for you. My brothers and sisters in Christ, you have been a great blessing to me and to my family in so many ways. It was the first weekend in December in 1993 that you first welcomed me here to this spiritual family, the day that I was installed to the privilege of serving as your pastor. And I give thanks to God for you, for each of you. So we review the gifts that we've opened so far. Grace and peace and God as our Father and our fellow believers made rich in Christ. Why is God so generous? He goes on to tell us, Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. You have every spiritual gift that God knows that you need. You do not lack anything to be ready for Jesus to be revealed. Covered in his righteousness, you are prepared to stand before him on that day. And until then, there are things for us to do in thankfulness to God for his gifts. God desires that we use these gifts to serve one another. So what can we be doing? Well, share these gifts with others with gracious words that encourage others, with heartfelt prayers of concern, with peaceful actions that put the needs of others first, with thankful serving that directs others to Jesus. And we do these things remembering that each day brings us closer to the coming of our Lord in glory. Think of our young children eagerly wait for Christmas to arrive. They might ask, how many more days is it? As they think about the presents under the tree. Think of what you and I are waiting for. Waiting for Jesus to come back in his glory. Waiting for the very first time in our lives to be completely free of sin and guilt and shame. Waiting for that time where we will be able to perfectly serve and honor our Savior and never struggle again with a temptation. Waiting for that day where there will be no sickness or pain or disease. Waiting for that life where there is no strife or warfare or death or tears or sadness. Are you eagerly waiting 
for that gift of God that is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. But what about between now and when that happens? What kinds of challenges might we face? What kinds of spiritual burdens might we have to carry? What temptations will the devil use to try to distract us? How can you and I stay faithful? Each year as Advent begins, there's a prayer that we used earlier in the service today. Stir up your power, Lord, and come. Protect us by your strength and save us from the threatening dangers of our sins. So how does God stir up his power and come? Well, our Savior, who once came to Bethlehem, continues to come in word and sacrament with strength that we need. Listen to the promise at the end of today's Bible reading. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God has one more gift, the gift of strength that will keep you strong until the day of Jesus so that you will be blameless. But how can you and I be blameless before the Son of God who knows all things about us? There are so many things that we have said and done for which we have no one else to blame but ourselves. Our Savior comes with what we need, with his sinless life, with his sacrificial death. He has taken away the blame from you and from me so that no longer does any blame stick to you or to me. This is God's gift that comes through faith in Jesus Christ, faith that is kept strong and anchored in Christ. Our God, who has begun the good work of faith in us, will bring it to completion and keep you strong in faith. He is faithful. He is unfailing. Let's be sure that we do not fail him by turning away or letting go of him and the gifts that we need. But with prayerful and careful attention, keep our focus on his word as he comes to us with the gifts that we need. Maybe you noticed how often the name of Jesus is used in these seven verses from 1 Corinthians. In fact, in every one of the verses, the name of Jesus or a reference to him is used at least once. I would encourage you to go back and read them on your own and, and count them up. And God will keep the attention of your heart and your mind right where it needs to be this Advent season, right on the Savior who comes with the gifts we all need. Amen. I invite you to stand. And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.